Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Say Podcast. We are at episode 52. It's a cracker. We are going to talk about so many things. Before we jump into it, episode 17, all the way back on the 20th of March, was a conversation with Jessie. Jessie, she's finding herself. She was at the time, used to be a a naked yoga teacher. She'd been traveling. If you haven't listened to episode 17, you might enjoy listening to this one first. Otherwise, dive in. We're going to tackle some really interesting subjects. How you can get nude on social media without going onto OnlyFans and by curious events, the patriarch. Oh my God, it's a loaded podcast. Enjoy and share this baby around. Hello everyone and welcome to the Your Say podcast. I'm so excited. Do you know what? We have our first, I think it's our first returning guest. (gasps) How exciting. Back (laughs) at episode 17 in March this year, we caught up with Jessie and she has returned today to talk to us all about how Living With A Van's been going, what events she's been running. Welcome Jessie. Thank you for having me. It feels really nice to be back. Oh, it's so cool. Can you believe it's been four months? Like, actually? I had, I didn't realize that so much has happened in this last four months. I know, right? So, I, you and I are just going to have a massive catch up on air, which is so welcome because we are officially like, I would call us Instagram friends. We've only met in person once. And yet I feel so aligned and so close. (laughs) Yeah. And, this is the future isn't it having catch-ups not over a coffee but on air i know it's insane (laughs) isn't it i love that oh it's insane it's insane so i my first question is how you've been living in the van pretty much that whole four months tell us about van life Mm -hmm. so i've been living in the van since february wow um van life is the way i'd explain it is weirdly wonderful and it was something I didn't know that I was missing from my life until I had it yeah right it's like it's the weirdest thing because people kind of screw up their face and they're like are you are you okay do you need any help financially (laughs) uh and I'm like no (laughs) I'm like I'm sweet but it's um it's amazing because I don't think I could ever not have my things with me all, all the, the time. time yeah ever again anything I want is right here with me yeah that's actually a really good point I've never thought about it like that because I know when I go on a holiday I always feel quite empty because I like having my mm-hmm. things near me mm-hmm. yeah right and so have you been cruising like in that time have you cruised anywhere like have you got like a local hangout like where's your like top three places that the van resides oh here's alice alice is joining the podcast alice <laughs> come on calm down so yeah where's your favorite spots uh well when we last spoke i was actually on the road and that was my only road trip i've been on so far so four months ago mm-hmm. um and since my local hangout is just a car park and when i refer to going home uh because we currently have two cars which yep. helps um so we my, my partner and i can do things separately yep. um and we go okay i'll meet you at home mm-hmm. it, it, that means driving the van to a driving the van to a particular car park okay so and you've got a home car park i love it yes, i love this i'll meet you at home <laughs> i'll meet you at home 
Oh, wow. That's so cool. And then I've been watching on your stories, et cetera. Um, you've been doing the gym. That's where you get a really nice warm shower, all those sort of things. Is that all part of the routine still? Um, well, it has actually just come back to the routine. So okay. we've been off the gym for the last couple of weeks because we were dog sitting for a little bit, yep. which did put us in a house every now and again, which is a little bit of a um, luxury. Mm -hmm. But I've just come back to the gym. So we'll park outside of the gym and that will be our home away from home. Um, and we will then just walk, take the two-minute walk to the gym and that'll start our morning for the routine. Oh, my God. Amazing. So, so amazing. I am going to go and shut that dog up. I'll be back one second. Okay, so Alice has settled back down. She's got her treat. I still have to, I still look at her sometimes and go, really, I'm a dog owner? Like, yeah, it's kind of a bit like you with the van. It's like if people had a said Nikki was going to own a dog, they were like, what? No way. But now I can't imagine not having a dog every night. It's like that in so many things. It is. Oh, she's still having a little, she really wants to be involved today. So I know you've just opened an account on Sunroom. So mm -hmm. last time we spoke, you're on Patreon. Pa how do I say it? Pa Patreon. Patreon. Um, talk to us about the why and how, and let's have a massive bitch <laughs> about all the Instagram banning and things that they've been doing to us. Oh my God. Where do you fucking start? So I know, right? Okay, so I like to get my titties out, and Instagram doesn't like that. No. And I have gone through four accounts now, and just keep getting taken down. And you get you are getting flagged for now swearing mm, in your same. stories. Yeah, it's they're trying to take away your voice. And Correct. Oh, it just it fucking it pisses me off. So what I did initially, I was like, fuck this, fuck you, I'm going to go to Patreon. Mm -hmm. And initially that was a platform just to share my kind of unhinged, uncensored self. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was making bank on Patreon. Yep. But when money starts to get involved, yeah, your morals start to shift slightly. Yeah. And I had a very large following of men. And I did find myself, I was it was no longer aligning with my message yeah. that I was kind of sharing. And I was, you know, in a bit of a gray area and I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go in. Yeah. So I have, I'm sex positive. I have no issue with sex workers. And I was actually making the decision. I was like, I now need to decide what road I want to go down. And do I want to go down the road of a sex worker? And if I do, I need to stick to that decision. Yeah. And I was at that point and I was like, I mulled over this. I was having, I was having multiple shower conversations with my partner. I was standing there discussing mm. <laughs> um, what we should do. And they were throwing pros and cons at me. And I decided that my message about periods, the patriarchy and consent mm -hmm. were more important. Yeah. Good for you. So I decided to go down the road of women empowerment mm -hmm. and that made that decided for me okay it's time to leave patreon because mm -hmm. this is not my audience and i decided to join sunroom so mm -hmm. sunroom is a platform created by women for women and non-binary creators yeah so currently you can't join as a man yes but anybody can follow you correct so, um, yeah and i think that's an important point right is that mm -hmm. it's just the content creators are all women and non-binary but mm -hmm. 
there's certainly a lot of men on there that can follow and do follow. And Mm -hmm. I've looked at it as well because my audience would know I've been banned from showing my breast art, my vulva art, all the things Mm -hmm. that, and obviously I swear like an absolute trooper. So (laughs) I, I had the shadow ban. I think I was shadow banned for four weeks where no one saw anything. And I kind of went from sort of 500 people consuming my content to then not seeing it at all. Um, which was really, really challenging. I am going to kill my dog. She's never barked this much in a podcast. She's getting quite animated. Alice, you're really ruining the vibe. Okay, so Sunroom, so you people pay to go on there and then they get full access to you. Is there levels or is it just like a one payment? So it's a little bit different to Patreon and I'm just at the beginning stages of figuring it out. So yep. you can, you pay for a membership where there's only one level, but you can buy into images cool. without signing up, which I like. The I idea like that. Of. Yeah, I like the idea of yeah. that. Yeah. I love it. And then you can offer custom experiences as well. And that can be whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Like, I don't know, make up something stupid and random, like do the hokey pokey and pay me five bucks. Yeah. And literally anything you want. And I love the idea of that. It, it feels a lot more personal. Mm. And so I've only recently joined in the last couple of weeks and I just kind of went fully unhinged. And I was like, I just felt so authentic, so myself. Yeah. And I felt so kind of connected with Sunroom. <laughs> I was like, I'm sick of the double standards yeah. that are held against men and women. So I uploaded a video of me plucking my nipple hair. Oh, I love this. Talking about how much I just, I hate it and how much I hate the shame around it and I know. how much I hate that I've had to hide it. And I was just like, fuck we, off. Yep. Just, I'm going to do this on camera. And it was so liberating. Yeah, and it is. And this is where I feel it's actually like number one, I find it really sad that we – are banning us on these forums and there you know there's a there's a huge little community within the community of us all and you know you and I are part of it where we are yeah. sharing this empowering love yourself be true to who you are and yeah we've got vulvas and yeah we can have pleasure and yeah we can you know but we're doing it so authentically and I think the space of OnlyFans is clearly what it's for right and then yeah. You know, I think when Instagram started, it was very artistic. You know, when I first joined it 10 years ago, it was really amazing for that. It was all about photography and content. And now it's just become another form of, I don't know, what's the word, conditioned behaviour. And that's Mm -hmm. not what I want to be a part of. And it's so... It's so difficult. Yeah, I, I really struggle with it. I want to move over to Sunroom myself and... I want to be able to swear and I kind of have, I want to embrace my pleasure side over there as well and get a bit Mm -hmm. raunchy and naughty because this is something that I've learned, you know, in all the work I've been doing since having the podcast for six months is I haven't peaked yet sexually or within Mm -hmm. myself or, you know, getting comfortable with my weight. Like I watch you when you do your dancing in the kitchen and you dance and I'm just like, I want to be able to do that soon. Like I want to be able to dance seductively for myself but feel good about sharing it mm-hmm. so I really want to use that platform for that and I the reason why I haven't started it uh, and you might understand this is 
I've, I've got so many different sides to me. I've got artist Nikki. I've got coaching Nikki. I've got mum Nikki. I've got podcast Nikki. Then I've got private Nikki. And then I feel like there's just this one more Nikki and she's kind of like naughty but in a creative way. And I think like I want to bring her out. And one of the things I've learned in the last few months personally is I can be all those things. Like I kept trying to find a box. Like I kept trying to find who's my tribe, where do I fit? And it's like I've realised finally I fit in all of them <laughs> and, yes, that, and that's okay, yes. right? It's okay to have yeah. that side of me. It's okay to want to be a CEO and want to have a bougie apartment. And I kind of felt like I had to be in a box and now it's like, no, I don't. I can have all the different things and I can be that person one day and then I can be that person the next. But I'm feeling a lot of shame around what if the people that don't know that that Nikki exists then see that I'm going in there? You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you first start an account and you're more worried about what your friends and people that already know you are going oh my to God. say? Mm -hmm. We are so concerned about what people think of us. But one of my favorite quotes is every single person who meets us thinks nothing of what we think about ourselves. I know. We just have this idea that what we think about themselves, they must be thinking of us. And when you were talking about all these different versions of yourself, trying to put yourself in a box, I struggled with that for years. Mm. I had this idea that if I, if people knew me as one thing and I decided to release another side of me and mm. let her be free, mm. that they would think I was pretending to be someone else. Yes. And an anxiety would come over me. So I'd have to put that, lock it away so they wouldn't think I'm trying to be a chameleon or trying to just act like someone I wasn't. Yeah. Or trying to put something on. But it's it's so funny. It's like as we get older, right? It's just we and as well, I am very thankful for social media and what it is kind of it's allowed a lot more expression. Yeah. Of just kind of going, fuck it. Yeah, totally. But it's it's so life, man. This life is interesting. It yeah. teaches us so much, but you also have to be open to these teachings and learnings, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's—I mean, we for those are the guy for those that are listening that haven't heard Jesse's backstory, we met at a topless lunch event, which was October, <laughs> October last year. And I've shared a few times on on that event that Ellie runs from Comfortable in My Skin, and then we've really just sort of followed each other from there. And yeah. you used to be a, a naked yoga teacher, so talk to us about Jesse what are you doing now like what what is we know what your van life looks like but what's mm -hmm. what's lighting you up what, what are you working on you know what's so interesting is the last conversation we had we spoke about me being a naked yoga teacher in our conversation I had such a fucking realization that it drove me to what I'm doing today really the conversation I had with you that's is, amazing yes yes um I said, I can't quote myself, so please listen to the previous conversation we had, but it was along the lines of I was storing and pushing down a lot of trauma inside yes. my body because I was, I was 
I was running naked yoga events in a mixed gender setting mm-hmm. and I was I was afraid and going to fight or flight being around naked men they I was safe but my body didn't feel safe yes um so I spoke about this verbally for the first time in your podcast that's the right one we did together mm. and that has now four months later I am now running um women's and Volverona meetups Oh my uh, god! Skinny dips and just an opportunities to connect. Oh my god! I want to talk about this more. All right, we are back. So, we are going to talk about these meetups because I've been watching them, feeling very envious that they are not on the Gold Coast. Um, for those that didn't listen to the other episode, if you want to scroll back, it's episode seventeen, and it would be really cool if you listen to it first. I think. So, tell me about these meetups, and I've just been like I really have been quite envious so what was your first one how did it go what's the purpose give us all the juicy details so the purpose of it is just to connect like-minded women because Mm. how often do we have the opportunity to get naked really speak about things that are on our minds Mm -hmm. and just to sit there in freedom and comfort I know with with, without feeling all the things that we know we feel every day Mm-hmm. And without the gaze of men, I know that was a huge, huge thing. And I'm sounding like such a man hater, but I am not. I know, <laughs> I understand. Feminine, yes, feminine spaces are needed, and I found it was lacking. So I was like, oh, I, I can't find it. So I'm gonna create it. Yeah. Um, that's what I did. In the very first event I ran, um, a handful of women came and they both looked at me and said, Jesse, I've been looking for this. Thank you so much. Mm. And my heart fucking exploded. Yeah. Um, and I intend to run one every month for the rest of the year for free. Yep. So it is accessible because that is the biggest thing. I want these events to be accessible for women. Yep. And women's circles are everywhere now, which I love. But it doesn't always need to be about unlocking your box of trauma. Agree. Yeah. No, I like that. Yes. Arrive, get as naked as you want, and laugh. And so you're you're in Sydney, right? So where so where so where was your first event? Like where did you guys go? Uh we just went to a national park. So Royal National Park. Yep. And we just went to a secluded spot that we happened to 100% have to ourselves. Yeah. But, of course, that can't always be guaranteed. I'm going to choose somewhere that is most likely to be secluded. Yeah. Someone comes along, then you've got to be respectful, of course, and just let them know that we are going for a skinny dip and we're happy to put our clothes back on. So that's where the idea of consent comes in in both ways. Mm. Um, That's so, yeah, it's so empowering. And I just think... I'm only just realizing how, I don't know if trauma is the right word, but shame like I have around my naked body. It's all Mm -hmm. just bubbling at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I just went for a breast scan this morning and even in that space I laid there and I've shared my my breast story before about how I had them lifted and, and had an implant put in and today I had so much shame around it. The lady's like, oh, I can see you've had, you know, you've had implant, you've got the such and such a scar and I was just sitting there like, and I'm like, yeah, I, I have and I need to love my boobs more and I'm kind of like, sorry, guys, like I probably haven't looked at you since October last year when I last talked about you. And, you know, I sort of, yeah, I, I really know within myself that it's a part that, you know, I look at 
I look at every other woman, whatever shape and size they are, and I am literally just like blown away by their beauty and their curves and yet I just don't look at myself like that. I don't look at myself mm-hmm. like that. If I am in a hotel or someone else's bathroom, lo and behold, if my new bathroom has a mirror near the shower, I would die. Like I literally am like, I can't look yeah. at myself while I'm showering and I don't want to feel like that. And I certainly I certainly don't want to mirror that behaviour in front of my kids and it's not what I stand for. So I've still got a hell of a lot of practice to to go in that space and so we all just like sharing and chatting and do you have a topic that you talk about while you're hiking or it's just like whatever comes up no no i i don't like to put any um agenda on it or any topics um i just allow it to be an open space but i do make it clear beforehand i'm like please um ask for consent if you are going to trauma dump but i do encourage conversations so anything that does come up and that's why i do make it a child-free space as well yeah although of course children should be um within these spaces of nudity to normalize it but a part of my events are as well to just to to release yeah. and that can be releasing through words of how you feel about your breasts your vulva or mm-hmm. any incidents have happened where you felt unsafe and you would like to share that within a a feminine space with um, women and vulva owners that may understand oh that's so good and then you had another event did you have a bi-curious event let's come back and talk about that okay so tell us about all I knew is that I was I was even like not watching the story because I was getting so shitty that I couldn't attend. <laughs> so tell me about your event that you ran. But what, what was it called? Tell us about it all. Embrace your queer side. Mm-hmm. So it was my second queer event in a row that mm-hmm. I did run, um, but I actually had quite a few realizations. So last year's event was just for the queer community only but this year i decided to uh, last year queer community only mixed gender Mm -hmm. uh this year was opening up to bi curious women and women women involved owners only so Mm -hmm. that's the first in-person event that i've run that's been women involved owners but i did have quite a big realization that stepping into your queer side is fucking terrifying and it actually allowed me to step back for a moment and go these women need further help in many other aspects of their life not just their sexuality and that's actually what pushed me away from queer events right in the first place yeah so although my um my women's meetups are queer friendly they're not based around sexuality because i also had a realization within myself that my femininity is actually more important than my queerness. Mm. And that was a very interesting statement to make mm. and to and that received a little bit of backlash as well. Mm. Um, because obviously people fight with their whole heart to be seen as a queer person and Mm. then for someone who represents themselves as being queer on social media to say that people didn't like that but i needed to share my truth yeah wow Mm -mm. it's really interesting i i have two things i want to share around this subject number one the word queer my mum, um my mum said to me on saturday my mum and i have a what's the word uh 
what's the word of our relationship? I don't know. It's just fucking a bit warped. Um, <laughs> interesting, interesting. That's a word that comes okay. to mind. So mum and I were having a conversation on Saturday and I must have said something. Oh, I said I was talking at an event this week. I'm talking as a guest speaker at a queer event and I said that and mum goes, oh, oh. And I was like, what, mum? And she goes, oh, well, how come you say the word queer? I thought that was offensive and I, I couldn't say it because it was like poofter. And my mum's mm. really blunt and says all the wrong things. And I said, yeah, look, it was a taboo. It was a taboo. It was, you know, perceived as quite taboo many, many years ago, but it's a word now that embraces all of the genders and I explained it to her. And she's like, oh, I've noticed now that you're saying that. And I said, yeah. And she goes, so I can say that. And I said, yeah, you can say your daughter belongs to the queer community. And she's like, oh, but that for me sounds like I'm being derogatory. And I said, yeah, I understand Ooh. that, but that's not what it what it is now and so you kind of and you know I've got to give mum 10 out of 10 she's really opening her mind these days compared to what she once would have and she's got two gay kids my brother's gay as well and so I was kind of explaining to her why I still am called like I call myself a lesbian but I like to think I'm part of the entire queer community and I was having this whole discussion with her about it and it was really interesting because when I went to my first sort of, uh, it wasn't fair day, but like gay day here on the Gold Coast, I was so, I don't know, just I was so empowered by how many young women were there. Young queer people were at the Gold Coast gay day. I'm calling it gay day, but it's not called that anymore. But they were just everywhere. They were all really, really young. And, you know, obviously I never had that when I was growing up. So I was just like, wow, this is so good. And I was really empowered by the fact that they had that sense of community so i just wanted to point that out because i think a lot of our listeners might not even know the backstory of queer and whether they can and can't say it etc mm -hmm. yeah so your your mother is absolutely right it was a derogatory term it was wasn't and it and it was used against um gay people because back then like i quote back then we had lesbians and we had gays mm. and um and this is going into as well bisexuality was also a very bad term as well and it was just like just fucking choose yeah, that's um and you had to be a lesbian or you had to be a gay man to stand up for yourself and survive mm. and um it's only more in recent times that the quick that the lgbt community has taken back and reclaimed the word queer yeah. and this has moved into the younger generation now of harnessing this word and it's because many people there are so many labels now the lgbtqia plus community mm -hmm. um you may not feel like you fall into any of those. Well, I don't feel like a lesbian. I don't feel bisexual. Am I pansexual? I'm, I'm not sure, but mm. I'm queer. And I think that word is beautiful. It just encompasses you because then you can. Uh, sexuality is so fluid is because so fluid. I have been a lesbian. Then I tried to be straight. Then I was bisexual, pansexual, asexual. And I was like, I'm just queer mm. and that's it feels incredible to to be held by that word but also on the subject of sexuality being fluid I think we have the queer community actually I'm going to say the queer community has held a lot of projected a lot of shame on people who simply like to date men but have sex with women totally. and this is where the the term gender, uh, sorry, uh, being fluid comes in. Mm. And that's why I think it has drawn in such a younger generation mm. because 
that is okay. Like, and I used to be that person as well. Same. Like, well, I did too. Yeah. I did too. I was like, pick a side. You can't be so greedy. Yeah. You know, I did. I, pick, I did the same thing. Yeah, pick a fucking side. And and I was like, what do you mean you just want to have sex with women? No, you're, you're not queer if you don't want to date them. Mm. But I was like, actually, what's what's wrong with that? I know. Like, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing that sexuality can be so fluid? I know. It really is. I've talked recently and, you know, I'm someone that always stem, stands up and owns the fact that, you know, I flip and change and, you know, I mm-hmm. definitely didn't embrace the word bisexual. Oh, sorry. I, I knew the word bisexual, but I didn't embrace bisexual people. Um, even, you know, as recently as kind of probably six or seven years ago, I was very judgmental like well you got to be one or the other and Mm -hmm. you know I again I felt very influenced that I had to fit into a box and one of the things that I found when I went to my first Mardi Gras this year was I went to an event on the Friday night which was you know a lesbian event and it was very much the diehard dykes god love them and (laughs) you know I was a lipstick lesbian for want of a better word and probably one of the only two that was there in the whole night and I didn't really feel like it was okay that I was there, (laughs) Um, Mm. you know, and then I went to uh, the events that were held on the Saturday night were all for the gay guys and everything was sold out. And so we couldn't kind of go there and we couldn't go to Dykes on Bikes. We couldn't get in and so we didn't go out that night. And then the Sunday night um, I went to Sunday Licious and that was a beautiful um, eclectic group of women Volvo owners, right, and it was – it was amazing and I actually just went to an event this recent Saturday gone from another company called Sultry Muse who are pulling events for Volvo owners by Curious etc to feel comfortable in that space and I went off with all the beautiful dress and all those things and I had a, an amazing night and one of the things that Sindra who I'm sure our listeners know I talk about all the time and I know you know her she mm-hmm. said to the crowd okay, guys, there was, I think there was 70 of us there. She said, I want everyone that is in a relationship and in a monogamous relationship to stand in this corner and three people stood in that corner. And then everyone who is in a polyamorous relationship and is looking for fun stand in this corner and that's where 60% of the room went. And then in the next corner it was anyone who's single and looking to mingle goes and that's where the other 35% went and then anyone who's looking for a wife stand in the next corner and there was two I think was I think there was three women there was three women looking for a wife and there was three in a monogamous relationship and all of the rest were in those other corners and Mm. I found it really interesting number one because I I personally was standing there going okay well now I feel like a bit of meat not like a bit of meat but now I feel like well, I don't, I don't want to be with the poly couples. Like that's, that's, that's not how, like if I'm out meeting someone for just a fun night, which is kind of not what I was thinking, right? And it was just this really, I got home the next day and I drove home from Brisbane and I had the whole day to myself the next day and it was almost like I had the epiphany that I needed to have where it's like it's okay not to fit Nikki. And I, like you, was like you're just queer, you're in the queer community, you love it, you love all the aspects of it, you love that you can be in that community but you don't have to be polyamorous or like you just don't have to have a label right now because I did, I felt very much like 
am I dating? Am I not? Am I looking for a wife? Like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm just not happy being by myself. Like, I just felt this overwhelming because we were at a night to meet people. I said, what are you looking for? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It can be so overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It? I felt so overwhelmed. Yeah, it's really, really overwhelming. I, you know, I'm coming up three years of being single aside from a few I dated one girl on and off for a couple of months, you know, 18 months ago. And then I dated a a girl recently for five weeks and it wasn't to be. But Mm -hmm. again, it's still, even within my queer friendship groups, the first thing that comes out, so are you dating? So where are you at? It's like, I'm just happy alone. And like, I really am happy alone. And it's, it's like I need a flag that it's just okay for me to be alone. Like just embrace embrace it, guys. Like I don't want to be on an app. I don't need to be having sex with different people. Like I'm just genuinely happy. And I think I finally accepted it and now I can talk about it and try and kind of educate my friends and be like, hey, guys, you don't need to ask. If I'm seeing someone, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll give you you the heads up because it's almost like that. When are you having kids? How many kids are you having? It's just that whole same society expectation, bullshit, bullshit that I don't, I don't want to be part of that. That's why I'm not part of it. Yeah, it's so funny though, um, hearing you talk about this. We always put so much like emphasis on straight people, but it's so true that it still translates into the queer community as well. The queer community still asks when you have a kid. And you're getting married. 100%. It's not just the straight. No, I agree. And I think as well, you know, within the queer community, you have got, you've got your own discrimination going on where it's like, well, hang on, you can't come over here and you're with men and women. women. And I went on my first date recently, first time I've ever dated anyone that identified as bisexual. And this was, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And it was really strange for me. It was really strange for me to hear someone, oh yeah, I want to date with this guy. And you know how you sort of tell dating stories when you're meeting someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she kept referencing a boy. And that was very strange for me. Like I haven't thought about the person I'm with being with a man for, for 20 years, you know? So it was a really strange concept, but I pushed through it because I wanted, yeah, I'm, I'm almost like experimenting with myself. Um, Can I ask, why does it make you uncomfortable? I don't know why it made me uncomfortable. I think it's my own issues for not feeling mm-hmm. like I'm enough. I think that mm, I think yes. I think the underlying issue for me is I like to think sexual like sexual energy and connection for me is so important and I kind of like to think that you know I love being in bed with a woman and I don't know if my ego it certainly wouldn't at the moment I I just I think I would feel intimidated if they had recently slept with men, which is my issue. I'm very aware it's my issue. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I suppose because, yeah, it's such a hetero fucking way of thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It really is though. Like this is what I mean. Like I am literally evolving in front of my own very eyes. Like, you know, even just reflecting on your last four months, I'm sitting here reflecting on my own and just going – Wow, like, yeah, I just just not needing to have a label is massive, you know, like being comfortable enough to not be labelled as one or the mm-hmm. other. 
Yeah, that's when you know you've leveled up. Yeah. Um, letting go of labels. It's so funny. We search for a label to feel included. We grab hold of that label so tight that we can't then the next process is letting it go. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And, and it's really funny because I am the event I'm going to on Thursday. It's a queer focused event, but it's more around education and it's around educating what it's like to be queer and some of the things that we go through and it's definitely you know it's called enlightenment in the bedroom so it's around the bedroom but I you know I'm going to be talking for 45 minutes and I've been preparing what I want to talk about and the more I prepared what I'm talking about it's really not being about queer because whether I was queer or not my journey to self and my journey to have this level of acceptance and love for myself would have been the same regardless of whether I had come out. It just so yes. happens I came out yep. along the way. Does that make sense? Like I think mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. got straight friends that are mums that are going through very similar transformations because their kids are gone to school. Now they don't have the sexual outburst in the middle like I do, but they've still, <laughs> you know, but they've still got this whole shame and society said this and then I did this and you know I think yeah I kind of had to check with the lady that's running the night Sam and was like oh hey just so you know like I'm my talk's not really lesbian ish and she's like no 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 absolutely you do you like you do um and so it's been a really nice reflective journey so I'm really curious to know the bisexual we got completely um digressed there a really long time tell me about what this event was how did it go what was the feedback um and are you going to do another one am i going to do another one that is unconfirmed i'm not sure because mm. i did hit a little bit of political backlash mm. moving into this event because i was opening it up to uh women who were just curious and wanted to understand themselves better mm. so the how i through my promotion and my media i did i put i did a lot of education mm -hmm. and i wanted to educate people who just don't understand so i mm -hmm. gender normalized things mm -hmm. because i felt that was better because i said the people coming to my event don't understand what pansexual no. is bisexual is asexuality is so i broke it down mm. and i was hit with the queer community saying well no that is incorrect Shit, and right. and i was kind of like well are you coming to my event no so fuck off yeah totally. I, so yeah. i it definitely it, I, I learned a few things along the way and of course like i do need to watch my language and need to consider how i speak of course mm. but the event itself ended up going fantastic i had people who came along that definitely needed to do some self-reflection, some mm -hmm. questioning on their um, who they are and their identity, and that was my intention was to help them through that journey. But I like to just enter some uncomfortable conversations because mm -hmm. I think they're very, very important. So I opened up a segment in my event for the first time called "You Can't Ask That." Mm, and I love I'm, this. Yes, and I'm sick of people not asking questions and either making assumptions mm -hmm. or feeling like they can't ask if they're inappropriate. Mm -hmm. um, again, this this opened up a bit of political backlash once again, but I was like, oh, whatever, it's my event. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I had some fantastic questions pop up. And one that was very interesting was coming from a non-binary person who uh, dates feminine people um, and uh, people who have been assigned female at birth. Mm -hmm. And they said to me, well, they wrote down and you can't ask that anonymously. Um, And they later in the night came out and said that was me who asked that was, I do not identify with the LGBT community. And what do you think of that? Like bringing up that to light. And I was like, shit, I was really taken aback by this question. And I was like, let's talk about this because you just assume that if someone is gay, they must be a part of the LGBT community. And they said, no, I reject the community. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. And why isn't that okay? It's a really fucking good point, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I just assumed I had to be a part of the community as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm gay. So I guess I guess you guys are my people now. And did I never questioned it. Mm. But I was like, oh shit, you can you can not be a part of this community. Mm. It is not compulsory which i'm sure there would like thinking about it now there'd be a lot of people that sit in this bucket right we just yes. they just probably don't speak up and because they're not at the event because they're not interacting we don't know any different right yep wow mm-hmm. good on them for asking that question or like for I know. bringing that to light right mm-hmm. i know and we had some really interesting questions along the lines of why are people who identify solely as asexual are part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And that's something we discussed, but I couldn't answer. I said, that's an excellent point. And why are intersex people a part of Can you, the queer for, community? For our listeners, because I think there'd be a lot out there that don't know what asexual is. Can you explain what that is? Oh, absolutely. So asexuality is a spectrum, a very huge spectrum. But what I, so I personally identify as asexual Mm -hmm. and it can mean many things. So for me, it means lacking sexual attraction, Mm -hmm. but it can also mean lacking physical attraction as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So lack of attraction, essentially. So it is for me personally, um, what it means is just, I don't think about sex. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I don't have sex. I do, but very rarely. And and it is definitely a very big conversation of how that looks within your relationship. And it can look very different to many people. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. I I only learned, I think what asexual was I don't know why, but I want to say that I've read somewhere that Oprah's asexual. I don't know why, but somewhere. It sounds like a rumor. (laughs) Somewhere it does sound like a big-ass rumor, but I can remember. Yeah, right. And then the other one that you said at the end of that was not pansexual. um, Intersex. Intersex. What does that mean? Oh, my goodness. I've fallen down a huge hole on intersex people because I don't don't know. Like I'm learning right now. So there's so much taboo on this, but it is literally medical. So it is people who are born. I don't want to butcher this. Oh, my goodness. Maybe put a link down the bottom of the actual definition. Yeah, I will. I will. will. What I believe it is, is you actually, um, your, is it your X chromosomes and Y chromosomes? Mm -hmm. Am I right? Like male and female? Yes, yes, you are. Um, You are born with both. That's right. Yep, you are right. I have heard of this. Yep, you're right. Yes, and it can be many, many things. It can be internal. It can be physical. So mm-hmm. you were born with both a vulva and a penis. Mm-hmm. And what 
happened um, only recently that a law has been brought out. I'm not sure exactly where, but you cannot perform surgeries without with a person under 16 or 18, I believe, because mm-hmm. what was happening was children were born visually with both uh, genitalia mm. and the doctors would turn to the parents and go, okay, what gender would you like your child? Mm. And then they were sur- doing a surgical procedure. Correct. And um, So they've changed and- that law now, so you can't make that decision on their behalf. Yes. Wow, yes, I believe so. so. Empowering. I think you're right. I think I, I've watched a TV program on it before where I've seen I've seen that happen and people are like, whoa, what's that? That doesn't look, you know, somewhat what they think is normal. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, there's that fucking word again. And, yeah, that's that's so crazy. And then, they allow, then, they, then they're able to make the choice, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, I want to do some more research into it, but it's absolutely wild that these children were having these surgical procedures and then some children were growing up having no idea what had happened to them and wondering why they looked like a male throughout partial of their years yeah. and then turned and suddenly a female but yet pumped with testosterone and oh, it's just so you hard. would yep. it would make no sense but yeah my I'm sure there's a reason behind it but I just find it fascinating that are we grouping people against the norm into one community mm. and that's a big question of mine and um fuck it's blowing I, my mind that question yeah, and it really makes you wonder. Um, and then I was hit with the question of, well, why aren't the polyamorous community included? And I was like, oh, we're going past yeah, my go page there. right now. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, this is, I mean, polyamory is just such a new thing to me even kind of, I mean, I've always understood it, but really, yeah, like it's it's almost – I love, like, this is my personal view, by the way. I love the idealistic of it and I love Mm -hmm. anyone that can be in a relationship and can be that open to that. I'm just like, fucking communication 101, well done. But then when faced with it for me, like when I had my first threesome with two women, all I could think about was their relationship the whole time. I was just so much like I couldn't help but throughout the process be thinking, well, if I was in my relationship I wouldn't be sharing my partner and I just had all these judgments coming up about their situation and the same thing happened to me on this Saturday night when I was there looking at everyone across the way going is that what I want like is that okay you know and it's again it's just this like society core beliefs that have been drummed into my mind and I'm such a rom-com fucking fan that everything I watch tells me it's got to be a certain way it's um Yeah, it's really fascinating. Go, Jessie, what were you going to say? I, there was nothing wrong with wanting something that's, something else that everyone else is doing. Mm. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. So just because someone's doing one thing doesn't mean you need to do it as well. So we see that largely a part of the queer community as well is everyone's fucking everyone. We're all dating each other, but it's okay not to want that because absolutely it's there. Yeah. and polyamory is it's a it's an option right yeah totally but it doesn't we don't have to choose it but like i'm i'm the same the idea of having multiple partners 
is fucking incredible sharing raising a family together being in a household but honestly fuck that I Mm. can't like who has the time I know like managing my own brain is like a full-time job and then you've got your partner and then you've got you know and I think just having this beautiful wonderful world where we just live and love and lead with love and have so much more acceptance for where everyone's at that's kind of you know where I'm at now and I'm really you know the podcast has really opened my eyes up I've got to talk to so many different people that have come from so many different wakes of life all over the world and you know one thing that stands out that's really consistent is we are all conditioned a certain way and then at some point in our life we get the courage to kind of go well hang on a second maybe that doesn't actually align with who I am and wherever that wherever you land as we've just chatted about it's kind of and you don't have to land there forever that's something something Mm -hmm. something that someone else said to me you can be polyamorous for a couple of years and try it and then go back to a monogamous relationship you know and I was like yeah good point like that's a really good point and maybe that's that year that you all got loose and you all had threesomes and then you close your relationship back up and I think the whole fluidity fluidity of it all being it doesn't have to be black or white i think that's the lesson that i'm trying to take and as someone that is a gemini that like when i take up running i run a marathon like when i do something i do it fucking wholeheartedly like this whole gray area is really fucking hard for me but i'm trying to land in it because it does align it does align that i love being the extrovert and around people but fuck i love being alone for a week and don't talk to me you know <laughs> feel that like just yeah one of the things i wanted to ask you jesse is how are you like how how are you within yourself how's your mental state these days like how are you like a really sincere how are you going such a loaded question isn't it well i I didn't yeah i didn't want it to be loaded (laughs) i'm asking it i'm genuinely interested to know how you are going i am i was gonna say i'm good how interesting. Um, that's all we want to go straight to. Yeah, I'm great. I'm doing really good. Uh, no, I'm I'm struggling with aspects of my life, but yeah. I'm also feeling content with other, like, then separate aspects of my nice. life. So I have recently returned back to therapy mm-hmm. and we love, and I'm definitely working through currently a lot of beliefs of not being good enough and a lot of anxious thoughts. Yep. And um, and I'm about to turn thirty next month. Awesome. And I just feel it's just I was actually sitting there reflecting the other night, just how each year has bringing brought such kind of clarity and this something new into my life, and just that it's okay to take our time mm. into developing in the person we are. So. I'm currently right now, I actually feel like I'm doing really good. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling comfortable in who I am, the skin I'm in, and confident in what I'm sharing. That's great. With the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And so when we talk about sharing with the world, what's the best place? How do people find you? So Instagram, what's your handle? And is it the same handle on Sunroom? Because I'll put everything in the notes, but I just want you to talk about yeah, how they get more in your world because I find I've been consuming your content. And and by the way, one thing I want to say on content is I just love that the makers of content, I, I felt such shame around 
asking for people to pay for when I go on Sunroom and yet I'm so comfortable paying other people to consume their content and I know how much time goes into it but it's it's that whole self-worth that whole dialogue exactly what you just said you were talking to your therapist about we pay for binge we pay for prime we pay for you know <laughs> and yet mm-hmm. you know there's all this content that we create where now you can get content for free right like what you can learn mm-hmm. for free if you really search is phenomenal but if you've got someone that you truly align to like yeah like for me it's just a no-brainer to get into your energy and same with ellie when she um created close friends and people would pay for that and i can remember her having a lot of backlash about it and i was just like no that is the best investment like that's better than i might not even log on to an app that i pay 20 dollars a month for and yet i know that that makes me feel a certain way each day um so i think congratulations on doing that and knowing that you know, you're going to bring that to your audience because I think there's, it's not easy, right? It's not easy to kind of do that. No, it's not. And it's, it's a practice. One of my favorite sayings is life is a fucking practice. Yeah, it is. And asking for money is a practice and it's, it's been a very long practice. Yeah, but it is. It is. It is. And so- yeah. Yeah, it is. Someone said to me the other day, oh, why don't you, you know, charge for the podcast? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I can't be one of those podcasts. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm not at the moment, but if I did three or four, maybe I could. Do I? What does that, how does that make me feel? I don't know. Like, you know, all of this stuff comes up. I like that. Life's a practice. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to your handles. I took over again. Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> extremely passionate today. Uh, so my Instagram handle is the same. It is she's not finding herself, and I you can find me on Sunroom um, at she's not finding herself as well. So I would absolutely love to get some support over on Sunroom. Yeah, I've just started sure. up there. Yeah, and you can hear me talk about sexuality, periods, and patriarchy with my titties out. Yeah, fully unhinged. I love it. I really love it. I you've given me a bum slap actually to to <laughs> to get on Sunroom and yeah, be who I want to be. I feel like that can be I don't know. I almost I almost feel like I want to start it but start it on Sunroom and not necessarily link it to my existing people. Does that make sense? That's, that is okay. And, and that's I think how that's how okay. I started as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally okay. Make sure you send me the link. (laughs) I need to see it. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Oh, thanks so much, Jesse. This has been awesome as always. Um, Have you got anything upcoming? Have you got any events? When's the next meetup? So the next meetup is in April. I believe it's the 24th of April. Uh, Oh, my God, April. August. August. I was going to say, April, are you either planning ahead or have you just, like, lost your mind? No, the 26th of August is my next women's meetup. So any women and vulva owners in Sydney that would like to come along, uh, send me a direct message on Instagram and I will – I will join you into the private women's Facebook group that I do have where oh, that's we share awesome. all the information and locations. Yeah, that's so cool. And people could turn up alone, right? Like this is something where – Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's so good. That's really good. And I think there's some power in that. There's some power in, you know, I know with my clients I'm working, I'm working at the moment with women like just – I think I just did a poll recently and 90% of people had never spent a night alone. Like they'd never gifted themselves a night in a hotel or a night 
just for themselves and it blew me away i was like wow and they all wanted to but they just hadn't been able well, they hadn't made it happen essentially mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think there's just something so empowering about getting in your car driving somewhere meeting new people i mean i drove all the way to sydney to that topless event and honestly it was one of the most it was a really pivotal point in my life it really everyone's like where are you from i'm like the gold coast like who'd you come with i'm like no one (laughs) um and every you know i probably made i would say this year my goal this year was to say yes to more things and you know kind of build a bit of a tribe and i think 80 percent of the people i'm now with have come from that one event so i can't encourage people i know i just can't encourage people enough to yeah just put themselves out there and do it right do it alone. Do it scared. Do it scared. One, another one of my favorite saying. Yeah, do it scared. Do it scared. Oh, fantastic. This has been awesome catching up. Oh, this has been so good. I literally forgot we were recording halfway through. Oh, same. Totally. Because I, I keep, <laughs> sorry for everyone that's made it this far. I keep making the the, the, the sessions have been long, lasting on over 10 minutes. But anyway, we've got there. All right, Jesse, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.